Welcome to another edition of Making Money. Ron Hebert, the financial coach, joins us, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, used to hang my hat in the broadcasting industry. Ron and I have talked about investing for decades now. We have a passion for it. His is probably a little stronger than mine because he worked in the industry. But we all like to, uh, if we invest, we all like to make successful investments. And Ron, how many times did we sit on my front deck or somewhere in a restaurant and uh, enjoy a lunch and maybe a glass of wine and say, what about this one? We would be trying to predict if that was an opportunity. So we're going to talk about prediction-based investing. And certainly when investors hear some expert making future predictions, they start salivating over the profit potential, uh, you know, and this often leads to big investment mistakes that can be very expensive. So before you buy uh, based on a prediction, uh, you want to do your homework first. And there's some things that you just really have to pay attention to. If uh, somebody's got an idea of a product or a service or an industry that, that you feel is going to take off over the next um, couple of years, there's a number of things or a checklist that you really need to ask before you jump in and, and make that investment. And that's what we're going to cover today. So you go to bed one night, you've been reading some stuff, and you see this this little nugget on something, and you lay there, ruminate on it at night because you can't get to sleep. You're thinking, this could be the one. I should jump into this. The first thing you should do is talk to somebody else about it, shouldn't you? <laughs> you should really, number one, take your time because you want to let the adrenaline rush slow down. You know, you want to temper the thoughts of the new Lambo this trade might be able to get you. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, maybe temper it with what about if it doesn't work out and uh, you end up having to sell the, the old beater you drive and take the bus because this thing has wiped you out. You know, and I've been to hundreds of what they call dog and pony shows. And if you've been to a dog show, everything is overhyped. You know, you, know, you get the dog owner that's uh, taking the dog around the ring and he's wearing a tuxedo. You know, he's got hair all over himself. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you get the best of the breast. And these, these dog shows, are, these dogs are preened. Everything is always overhyped. And that's the way it is with, and that's the reason they call many of these stock presentations dog and pony shows, because everything is overhyped. And you end up getting a sheet that uh, emphasizes all the positives and, uh, they spend very, very little time going over the negative. So uh, they say investments are sold and not bought, and that is really true because what happens is sales sheet gets passed on to corporate finance guys, advisors. They read the sheet, and then they'll phone you, and they'll give you the eight points or eight bullets on this thing of why it's going to go up. And you notice when you get a call, very seldom do you ever have anybody talking about the other side of all the things that could go wrong and the reasons why it could go down. So you're not going to get those reasons unless you pry uh, the advisor and ask good questions or find someone you know that's neutral and spend some time talking to them about, well, is this a good idea? What could go wrong? That's the first question you should ask when you've heard all the wonders that this thing is going to do for you. What can go wrong? And I think the mistake a lot of people make is when they hear this this pitch and they think, oh, what an opportunity. I'm going to jump in. They expect to see results instantly. Oh, exactly. I remember uh, a listener phoning me up a decade ago when I had my talk show. 
and asking me about copper stocks. You know, just at that time, we were beginning to see uh, the revolution in electric vehicles happening with Tesla. And I remember telling him at that time, yeah, copper is going to be a big, big, big thing. But it could take a while for, for that to unfold. And sure enough, it has. Literally, it's taken 10 to 12 years for copper stocks to finally wake up and, and uh, head for the roof. So when you hear an investment prediction and you hear them predicting that it could be fulfilled immediately, well, it might not. Look at cannabis. Uh, sales were expected to go ballistic in 2018, and prices have instead collapsed. Uh, they've gone the other direction. And if you bought, assuming that cannabis was just going to go to Mars, well, um, you know, you're, a lot of these cannabis stocks are down by three quarters or more. And, uh, you know, it could be a long time before they recover. So you want to take the time to figure out, you know, when is this prediction going to happen? Is it going to happen right away? Now, you can be on the wrong side of a trade for a very long time. Look at interest rates. Yeah, they predicted. You- yeah, you've been on the wrong side of that one for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, 40 years. You know, they predicted inflation and interest rate increases uh, were just around the corner for the last 35 of those years. And, well, we're finally seeing interest rates climb now. So just because someone makes it a prediction, it, it could eventually be right. But you can often run out of money long before you run out of time. Okay, so what do you? What's mistake number three? Do you have to wait around for a move that would indicate it's a good time to buy, or is that is that rule one or what? Yeah, the mistake a lot of people make is just because they hear a prediction, they immediately want to jump in and buy, and especially if a sector's been down for a long period of time. Sometimes you'll see commodity stocks like look at oil and gas, look at copper, look at many of these mining stocks. They sat there for a very long time. Look at uranium. It sat, it sat around for a decade or more, and people have been hyping this stuff for years. But you want to actually look and see if there's an upward movement in the market uh, that confirms the turnaround is taking place, especially if the stock's been in the tank for years or even decades. So you want to wait and see that there's actually a turnaround in the stock price taking place before you climb aboard. If not... If uh, some guy said that this stock's going to take off tomorrow and it's dead and it continues to be dead, do yourself a favor. Wait. Mistake number four. When stocks are at crazy valuations, people think they're going to go even higher. And I, I, every time I read something like that, I think back, and you and I know both, both know people involved when, when Briex was going, right? It was just going to keep going higher. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you when you see something that is at valuations you don't understand, uh, they call it the greater fool theory. And Google greater fool theory. You'll, you'll get you'll get a few tragic stories and a few good laughs. And what it does is it assumes that there's even a greater fool who's willing to pay even higher prices for the stock than you did. And so fundamentals like sales and profits are really important. And if a stock is up there trading on valuations that are thin air. Look elsewhere. You, you don't need to take the risk, especially, you know, there's, we've talked about on this show, high probability outcomes. If you buy a company that's reasonably priced and it looks like their profits are going to continue as far out as the eye can see and slowly improve their earnings and dividends, that's a good place to be. It's far less risky than this kind of stuff. Okay, mistake five, a speculative rally, making the mistake that that's a trend. 
Yeah, I mean, look at, uh, look at cannabis. Early in the game, you could figure out how much production was being forced into the marketplace. And, you know... You'd have uh, to have everybody in the country smoking constantly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody in the country would literally have to be stoned all the time uh, to, to realize some of the, the economic numbers that were complete fantasy. So, uh, you know, when you, you see a speculative rally taking off and you, you see that one greater fool after another is climbing in, well, you can take advantage of this by doing some short-term trading, but realize it's an opportunity. Don't get caught up in the hype. This is not a long-term opportunity. You know, industries like water, pet care, health care, uh, they, they're driven by longer-term trends. But many of these hype fads, even crypto, you know, everybody gets into it because they think it's so wonderful, but there's no under economic underpinnings. Uh, beneath these things and historically if there's no economic underpinnings eventually it falls apart so go in with your head up realize hey there's a bunch of crazy people that are pushing this thing higher i'm in this only for a trade i'm not here i'm here for a good time not a long time and don't get sucked in by the hype so we also should pay attention to the prediction itself and and the people who is may or the people who make those predictions are they accurate like do are they legit, right? <laughs> oh, there's a website called TipRanks, which measures the quality of analyst research by quantifying as a percentage of the number of stock picks they make that went up and the rate of return on their recommendations over time. Now, there's 8,000 analysts in the TipRanks database or universe. And, for example, I looked at analyst number 573, which, obviously, he's in about the top 7% of all analysts in this universe. And that analyst calls were correct only 48% of the time. So less than half. Less than half. Now, uh, the predictions this guy did make were actually pretty good, and, and they averaged a 10% return over time. So even good analysts make a lot of mistakes. So if you take in one analyst and you buy one pick from them, well, that pick might be the, the one that goes down. It might because, like I say, this guy is high on the list, and, you know, he, I've looked at some of his stuff. He seems like he's a pretty good analyst, but they make lots of mistakes. And it takes their profitable picks uh, to, to make up for their losers. So just because you hear someone out there saying something, there's a, there's a universe in tip ranks of 8,000 people. And the guy at the 573rd post uh, was, was pretty good. And he was only right uh, typically in that range. They're right 50 is. Uh, 40 to 60 percent of the time so what are the rest of them doing you know so yeah, you wouldn't be, want to take number 7934 <laughs> no you probably wouldn't even want to take number 4000 you know yeah. so even good analysts make lots of mistakes and on the list you want to make sure that the prediction and the person making it are accurate if somebody's babbling on tv or there's an ad do your homework and go back and check out you know it's a question that warren buffett answer asks Every time some promoter phones them up and says, uh, I want you to put uh, $100 million in this great idea he had, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, they say the same thing. Well, why don't you email me your track record? And if your track record's really good, we'll talk to you. But virtually none of the time does the phone ring again because the analyst can't produce a track record that's worth anything. He's just a promoter. And if you're buying... Uh, investments based on predictions, 
you want to do your homework first to figure out, is the guy actually any good before you dump good money into it? Well, and as we say, Ron, and we've preached this since we started doing making money, like, look at fundamentals. Like, fundamentals are so key here, right? Like, pay attention to what the company does, what they produce. Is it is it a tangible product? Does it have an end user that's going to keep buying it? All those things, right? Very important. All right, we're back again next week with another edition of Making Money. But before we leave, a reminder, if you have a show suggestion or a question on something that we've already covered, and maybe we left it a little cloudy and you can't quite drill through it, drop us a note. Let's make money.ca is our website. You can reach us there or also through our friends at CFCW, cfcw.com, the portal where the show is hosted. And it'll get to us as well. And uh, Ron will get back to you. And if it's, a, if it's a show suggestion, as we've pointed out, it may take us a few weeks to get to it because we have to do the research to put it together. But uh, we're on top of it. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll talk to you again next week. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.